Achieving a gorgeous grin from home isn't a total mystery with Byteclear aligners. Just don't be surprised if all of your sleuthing friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Byteclear aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. You're listening to the 23 Personnel Podcast, a Texas Tech athletics podcast where food and sports clash at the goal line. Here are your hosts, and Michael. All right, what is up, buddy? What is up, everybody? Wow. Welcome back to another episode of the 23 Personal Podcast, a bonus episode this week, just talking about basketball. I'm your host, Spencer, joined by Michael. What's up, man? Hey, I I hope that everyone is not super disappointed that we didn't get to the election coverage we promised last episode, but we're going to get to it this time. We're going to cover all the local elections after we talk about some basketball. Things happen. Because this that, is first and foremost a political podcast. Yeah, man. It's just, that's right up our alley, man. It's, uh, it's what we live for. It's food, politics, <laughs> and then Texas Tech sports. Yeah. It's our new tagline. Yeah. Oh, for sure. <laughs> we talked about Thanksgiving meals in the other episode. We may, have to, we may have to start talking about our uh, Thanksgiving menu, man. Oh, that's true. We're doing a lot of, just for a lot of reasons, uh, uh, we are going with a lot of pre-made stuff this year, and I'm pretty excited about it, though. I can't remember who all we're going with, but I think Honey Baked Ham is involved quite a bit. Their turkey is phenomenal. So we um, it's, thin, it's super thinly sliced. It's okay. somehow got like a sweet glaze on it, which doesn't to me doesn't sound good on a turkey. But oh my god, it's so good, perfect for for celebration's sake. Samantha has uh, we we we've we've celebrated probably the wrong word. We've uh, celebrated had a Thanksgiving type meal on a small scale on Canadian Thanksgiving. Just for another opportunity to have Thanksgiving food. It's like in October too. <laughs> what I did a couple of years ago is I did like a, one of those, just a, like a packaged turkey breast, like a big one. And we did the injection and we did a rub and we smoked it. Yes. Oh man, that's, that's the way to go. If you're looking for like a, uh, like you just want to do something turkey, man, just, just smoke a breast, man. Yes. It's easy. I, I, it's quick. I did the best one I did was like a there was an herb butter that you put underneath the skin. Nice. Before you smoked it. And then I think you also put it on the outside at some point. I can't remember it, but that was the best one that I did. And I did a couple of whole birds that turned out really well in a like a, a bourbon peppercorn brine. Huh. I've never brined a bird, but I have. So we, what we did was we did the Tony Sachery's injection. Oh yeah, yeah. I, I've done some chicken with with that brand. That's 
that's a good way to go. I think we did a jalapeno one and I was like, oh, this isn't that hot. And then you're like, oh yeah, okay. Nope. It's a little, it's got some heat. There it is. It was, yeah, it kind of took a <laughs> second to sneak up on you. It was good. All right. Uh, before we get too far down that road, the Thanksgiving foods are endless. I, I have something else. We'll probably wrap it up with another, what we learned here. Oh yeah. Another thing to put on the smoker. We're going to talk about basketball. So let's jump right into that jump. <laughs> uh, talk about the game from last night. Look around do a first, I guess, follow-up on some of the storylines we brought up last week in our preview episode, uh, and then look ahead to the the upcoming games on the schedule, and then take a look around the Big 12. But let's jump into basketball, Michael. Please. Here comes Stevenson. Spins. Over in the line, Owens. Now the shot clock is at three. Mooney spins, fires. Oh, he got it to go. Edwards with a three. Good. What a shot, Kyler Edwards. Ready, double into three. Good. Who puts it down? Ready. Odiasi. Tropars it in. Shot clock down to five. Got the screen. Here's a three. Good. Colbert got the separation. All right, Texas Tech took on the Northwestern State Demons Monday night. Ended up victorious, Michael. Where's the score? Where did I have the score? 73-49. 73-49. There it is. To move to 1-0 on this season. Already movement in the Ken Palm and NASMA. That's what I really love about those guys. It is just data-driven. You play a game, everything's updated. It doesn't hurt that there were so many games. Monday night I had a meeting Monday afternoon uh, and I had the one of the basketball arena pictures as my my virtual background and they're like oh man that's 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 an awesome basketball I was like <laughs> yeah you. we got a game tonight like wait what it's like yeah <laughs> the season starts today so I was I was helping them get it all it was like hey if even if you're not like a Texas Tech fan but you like college basketball they're like 50 games on Yes, just, just turn on your something. TV and, and watch some ball, yeah. Texas Tech, we'll, we'll, we'll do an update on the rankings. Starting with Ken Palm, they went from 17th to 21st. Not that big of a deal. Uh, just you'll, you'll get some early season fluctuations as you kind of figure out what the team is and who they're playing. Uh, offense, 54th in adjusted offense, dropping from, uh, from 42nd. Opposing D was 246th. Your adjusted defense... Uh, ninth dropped only a couple of spots from seventh facing the 238th offense and the tempo, which I thought was interesting was 326th. Didn't really feel that slow, but I guess it was. I agree. Yeah. I, I, I felt the same way. Cause I, I like that you updated these numbers and brought them in here. And I expected the tempo to at least crack the two hundreds. Um, Cause that just felt like a much less strained offense the entire night, it felt like they were actually, uh, it, I think I mentioned it at some point, it, it, 
seemed like at any given time, all five guys were playmakers. Oh like yeah. They, they were able to make a play, whatever the rotation was. If you got the ball to them, they weren't going to be someone who was looking to pass it off just, just because or whatever, or you didn't feel safe with them trying to make a play. Every single one of them could make a play, could, could make a good pass, cut to the basket, cut away from the ball. I mean, it, it just, it looked different. It looked different. So yeah, I was, I was surprised to see the tempo be as, as low as it was, but I, I expect that to go up this year. Cause it, yeah. historically since Chris Beard, it has been low. That has always been their thing is they would. Well, even before Beard going back to oh, Smith, gosh, Smith was even, I would say he was almost worse. You know, it'd be like three seconds left on the shot clock. And they're just now like, Oh, I guess we should shoot it. So it just, the tempo was just really slow. Oh yeah. And it killed you when you couldn't play defense. And when you can play defense, you can kind of slow it down like that. But, um, yeah, I, I would expect that to go up this year. I mean, what do you think? Do you think it'll stay in the three hundreds like it has been? I, I, I would be surprised. Well, so I, I didn't think it would be higher, but I think what what I'm maybe have been confusing tempo for was just effective ball movement. Because it felt like the motion offense in years past has just been like we're going to move the ball around and kind of feel out the defense. Whereas like Green last night. Uh, just it felt very intentional. Like they were they were doing things with intent. Like we weren't just passing the ball around to pass the ball around. Um, so yeah, I, I I would assume it would go up a little bit, but I mean maybe not. I just it felt like the ball moved better, more effectively, and maybe more efficiently. And maybe that doesn't translate to a faster tempo, but you're also not standing around for 20 seconds of the shot clock either. Yeah, or like Northwestern State just inexplicably running the the weave at the top of the key until you heave up a three. That's one way to run an <laughs> offense. And and w- what was interesting, I, I don't know like how much this was just like the the defender was kind of lulled into it, but every time they, they they passed the ball off or handed the ball off on the weave, the defender like he kept pushing and pressing out like he like the, the Texas Tech yeah. defense had pushed the weave out almost to half court <laughs> to half court. Yeah. <laughs> and I remember at one point, um, cause they weren't even biting on the screens or any no. of that. They were just like, they just we're kept just pushing switching. further and further I'm back. I'm just going to stand at the top of the key and wait for you to pass. <laughs> cause Isaac was like, it was this understood dance that they were doing almost. Yeah. And, and there was one point where Isaacs was was the the main defender on that, and he just kept like every handoff, he would take a step, he would take a step, and Adam was like, "Get back, man!" <laughs> and so I I don't know if it was like, "Hey, there's no point to, to, to pushing this. You're you're actually kind of putting yourself into a little bit of a precarious situation," or if it was just like, "We're just gonna run the ball around and just kind of, you know, run people's legs out." I don't know. But has the metrics, let's get to that before we get to the game, specifically uh, moved up from 14th to 9th. I always liked Eric Haslam, honestly. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Offensive efficiency moved up to 18th from 23rd. Defensive efficiency stayed at first. Oh, right. I really like him. Yeah, oh yeah. Storylines, uh, we talked about Steve Green and the offense. Last night, Monday night, Monday night, yes. Texas Tech scored 73 73 points on more than or greater than 52% shooting from the field, 39% from three and 82% from the free throw stripe much better in the first half and the second half. I would attribute that to 
just the lead and the mix of players you had playing in the second half. But in the first half, you shot 67% from the field, 56% from three, and 71% from the free throw stripe. Whereas in the second half, you regressed to 36%, 22%, and 87 respectively. Uh, I want to go through the, the transfers really quickly because you had four, like basically everybody played last night except for, um, except for AMAC. So you got to see a lot of like all the new faces and you got to, you know, they played enough minutes where you kind of had a, at least an initial feel for their role and their style of play. Damarian Williams uh, guard played 13 minutes was two of three from the field. Uh, only took one three and missed it. Hit both of his free throws. One rebound, four turnovers, and one steal. It's not the best night. For yeah, Demarian. not the best debut. But I, I did appreciate this uh, rotation that Adams and and probably Green helped come up with. too. you'll you'll see a pattern here with Spencer going through this. A lot of these guys played 15, 20 minutes. I mean, just kind of hovered around the same plus or minus five or 10 minutes of play time. I mean, mm-hmm. they, they, they really got a lot of guys in there. They got a lot of different guys playing together. Uh, I, I don't remember it. I, I know early on, it, it seemed like it would, uh, Adams was more prone to do that, but it seemed like they were more prone to do that earlier on in this game than they have been previously. And I think that's smart with this much of a different roster you start even if the game's not necessarily like quote unquote in hand start throwing some guys out there see what they could do i mean this is the time to do it yeah and and i think one of the biggest gripes before we move on was just how many turnovers there were oh man i would probably attribute that one maybe when as you tried to keep the minutes down they were just you had a difficult time getting into a flow and you're just having a bunch of different combinations of, of players out there that are still working to, to get to know each other, to play how, how to play together. Um, so I would hope some of that is just kind of feeling everything out and, 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 and building from there. But um, let's see. It was 20, 20 turnovers in the first game. That's, that's horrendous, especially against the opponent that you had on Monday. Uh, Jalen Tyson announced his presence. Yes, he first, did. First possession, first shot, hits, hits a three. Um, play, he started, played 18 minutes, eight points, three of four from the field, two of three from three, five rebounds. So a great start to the season for his Texas Tech career. I think a lot of the, the fans there in attendance were just ready for him to explode and just really latch on to him. Uh, Davion Harmon started, Played 21 minutes, seven points, two of five from the field, one of two from three, hit both of his free throws, two rebounds, four assists, and two turnovers. I don't know if, if this is a – if his role is going to be more of a, um, a scoring. Like, it, as, as the point guard and the Steve Green system, if that's going to be acceptable to shoot 20 or, you know – it's two of five, which I guess is 40%, but very um, small sample size. You know, we don't know for sure. We don't know if that's an off night for him or if that's a normal or what, but I, I did like that. He, I think he hit a mid range jumper, which was kind of nice to see. I think he, you know, pulled in above the key and, and hit kind of with that mid range shot, which I think is a great weapon. If you've got someone who can do it. 
but everything has to be a three. Yeah, but I absolutely love the four assists. That was something that you saw a lot of last night. They even talked about in the broadcast for a minute, which is how many of the Texas Tech shots had an assist tied to it. And then Kerwin Walton uh, played 23 minutes, nine points, four of seven from the field, missed all three of his three-point attempts, which I know that was one of the things we talked about and had been... Um, gets highlighted on his presence. One of two from the from the free throw strike, four rebounds, one assist, two blocks. Walton, though, may be my early on new favorite player for this. Was team. he was he kind of the sixth man last night? Would you call him that? I kind of had that feeling. Yeah, I, I think he was yeah. one of the first ones off the bench. If it if it wasn't him, it was like Elijah Fisher. Okay. I think Walton came in first. Um, gives me a strong Adonis Arms feel to it. Oh man, and I loved that's arms. That's a great comparison. Yeah, um, would obviously love to, to have a better three point shooting night. I, again, small sample size. He only took three shots. What I what I love though is just like how creative and cra- like I would say he was crafty in creating either his shot or space. Um, looked like he had great vision to to get the ball around. Um. I don't know. He, he, like, I feel like his role is going to continue to develop and grow with this team. And I, I like the early returns. I think that's, that's a great comparison to arms to kind of see the potential there because that's exactly what arms did. You know, he would kind of show some flashes here and there. You go, wow, this, this kid's really got the potential to do something. And then the next thing you know, he was doing that thing in the same season. He's all of a sudden becoming a starter. He's all of a sudden, you know, if not being your leading scorer, he's up in the top two or three every game. Oh, yeah. Getting getting a lot of rebounds. I mean, he's just doing it all. So, yeah, I mean, that's a great compliment to Walton, and, and hopefully that's that's how that works out. I was impressed with him, too. I, a lot of these guys, I'll, I'll be honest with you, I hadn't, like, dug into tape or looked people up. Mm-hmm. but um, So it was all kind of refreshing for me to see them play but i think walton was the guy that surprised me the most he was kind of the the one that i i think i knew the least about yeah and he played uh the third most amount of minutes he played the most minutes for a non-starter let's put it that way um true freshman lamar washington got quite a few minutes he played 15 only scored three points uh he he had a one three-pointer had one rebound four assists two turnovers one block one steal so he so he would say filled up the stat sheet. He had something in a little bit of everywhere. Um, some of these freshmen, uh, it looked like they were kind of coming into their, their, you know, trying to figure out how to play division one basketball. Uh, Pop Isaacs, man, he was like all over the place and like up and down. Uh, he started, which was huge. Played 18 minutes, only scored six points, two of four from the field. Both of those made buckets were threes, had three rebounds, two assists, but also five turnovers. That turnover number is quite much too high. Yeah, and and a lot of those were the the only thing I can kind of try to make lemonade out of on that is they were forced in the sense of he was trying to do the right thing. Like they weren't like a lazy pass where he just didn't throw it hard enough. I felt like as a lot of those, he was trying to hit a cutter, which I think we talked, I don't remember if we were recording yet, but that was something that I noticed immediately on this offense is guys are moving towards the basket. And not only are they moving towards the basket, but the, 
the guys with the ball are trying to get them the ball. And yeah. it's just sometimes some th- those passes aren't very good uh, or, you know, the defense makes a play or they bounce past it and, you know, they bounce it to their feet. So just things were happening. I don't know specifically one of those turnovers was something like that. There was a guy cutting towards the basket. And he was like, oh, man, I'm going to get it to him. And yeah, it didn't work out. Yeah. So at least he's trying to run the offense. It wasn't like, oh, I'm just going to toss the ball across all the way across the court. And, oh, they intercept, you know. Yeah. It, it wasn't as uh, as blatant. But but yeah, it definitely got to clean that up. Uh, but I'd, I was impressed with what I was able to see as far as the ball handling. Yeah. Robert Jennings, uh, early for him. I really liked what we, what we saw, uh, played only 10 minutes, but six points, two of three from the field, two of two from the free throw strike, four rebounds, one block, one steal. CJ Williams failed to mention this last time. He's the son of assistant coach, Corey Williams, uh, who came over from Arkansas, uh, did coach Williams. His son came in late, played about three minutes, didn't really record anything, um, there in the stat sheet. And then Elijah Fisher, guard he played 16 minutes scored five points i would have probably expected more points from him uh two of four from the field uh took one three and missed it one of three from the free throw line three rebounds two turnovers he did feel like there were times in the game where it felt like he was everywhere um yeah so that that that's something to kind of keep an eye on just how his role will develop as a, as a freshman but uh the comfort level of a of a guy that reclassified is, is, is technically here early uh, to then come in and do what he's doing um, could be huge. Then returners, Kevin O'Banner started, played the most minutes of 26, scored nine points, uh, would have wanted to see better shooting percentage from him. He went two of seven from the field, one of three from three, hit all four of his free throws, four rebounds, two assists, two turnovers, and a steal. I don't have any complaints except for uh, wanting to see him hit more of his shots, but it looked like he has a, a pretty well-defined role and he was, he, he did well last night. Or Monday yeah. Night. Yeah. With, with him, um, you know, one thing I did want to mention was just, I was surprised and I guess I just wasn't thinking we're about to talk about Bacho a little bit, but he, he's basically the five when Bacho comes out. Yeah. They, they, they Bacho. went to a really small lineup. Yeah. A few KJ times. Allen came in as the four and O'Banner played the five and I didn't, this I never is a really, KJ Allen that lost a ton of weight too. Yes. It's a small lineup. It is a really small lineup and I know they're still tinkering and experimenting, but also they don't really have a lot of, a lot of other options. And so it kind of makes sense to put KJ Allen in there as far as someone who can, who's really athletic and can jump and can block people out. So he could still get rebounds and, and maybe, you know, score on some bigger guys if he needs to, um, you know, a banner can still kind of work the pain a little bit, but yeah, that was something that once I saw it in action, I kind of thought, man, this may not work too well on the defensive end or the offensive end, but I really don't know what other option they have. We just got so accustomed to having a full roster of guys between six, eight and six, or I mean, between six, six and six, nine, <laughs> I mean, like just at any given moment. Yeah. The shortest guy on the court is going to be like six, five or something. And, and so we, we kind of got accustomed to that and that's not the case anymore, which is fine. That's something we kind of talked about last week too, but then to see it in action, you're like, man, this is a small lineup. I'm not sure 
okay, Basha's got to get back in there. When's, when's he going to come back in there? Yeah. It just kind of felt, it, it felt like uh, they were at a, a disadvantage. Yeah. So speaking of KJ Allen, he played 10 minutes, scored two points, both of those on made free throws, uh, did pick up three rebounds, two assists, two turnovers, a steal, and a block. And then Daniel Bacho. If you remember, we, we uh, included a tweet that referenced that he was the most improved, came from John Rothstein, started, played the second most minutes of any Red Raider, 25 points, led the team in scoring with 12. He was the only player to hit double figures, four of five from the field. Didn't take a three, thankfully. Did hit four of his five free throws, 10 rebounds, so he did hit a double-double in game one. Four assists, which I think is huge for a big man, only one turnover and one steal. No blocks, though. But he did have the highest plus-minus of anybody on the court that night at plus 22. He didn't get he didn't get credited with any blocks, but he definitely altered some shots. Oh, for sure. I, I specifically remember at least three or four times guys coming into the paint and immediately questioning that decision and just kind of throwing <laughs> some stuff up. And, you know, back to what I was saying earlier with the Offensive rebounds or not offensive, um, you know, defensive Northwestern state had 14 offensive rebounds or 15. I mean, and the, I remember that one possession where they got five or six in a row. Oh my gosh. That I, was so frustrating. I know. And I was talking myself <laughs> one out possession. of it. Right. And I was talking myself out of it thinking, Oh, well, you know, are we not blocking out? Are we not paying attention? I think it was partially that, um, you know, are we undersized what's going on? But I also think part of it was just, they were just throwing up bricks. Yeah. And that possession absolutely bombing 26 foot shots from anywhere. Anybody was shooting them. There's just, it's impossible to tell where that thing's going to go. And they were just bricking them like crazy. So that, that, that's what I'm telling myself anyway, you know, we'll keep an eye on that and see if, Tech starts to struggle um, getting defense or getting rebounds when they're on defense. But yeah, I, I don't, I kind of think a lot of it had to just do with Northwestern state's really awful shot selection. Yeah. Well, so you talk about like not getting just owned on the, on the glass. They have a seven, three guy Northwestern massive. state um, like three forty or something. He's a massive dude. Yeah. But he didn't play very much though. Well, it's probably hard to keep that that body moving. Um, but like he didn't he didn't like own own the the, the glass. I mean, nobody had more than uh, I got to do math. Nobody had more than four rebounds. From Northwestern State. Would you say that? And I think I kind of derailed it a little bit going back to uh, to rebounds, but was the Bacho hype? Over or undersold for you? Well, I I'm, I guess I'm having a hard time remembering where we were coming in in terms of hype. Um, in terms of like, is, is he vastly improved? I would say, yeah. There were times last year where like he would come in and you're just, just some liability. Didn't you, you didn't think that he knew what he was doing, uh, that he couldn't, he couldn't score the ball. Um, so I, I was I was pleased with what I saw from from, from Bacho. With love that 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 presence like he's going to be felt both offensively and, and defensively. I don't know. What, what about you? I kind of think maybe because I was 
just trying to prepare myself. I think it was undersold. I okay. was really impressed with Bacha, what he was able to do. The zero hesitation on this kid, like the ball's coming his way. He's already moving towards the basket. He's not, he's not like hesitating at the top of the key. Uh, you know, maybe I should, maybe I should fake a jump shot. Maybe I should pass it. Like the ball's coming to him. He is moving. He's spinning. He's, he's going to the rim. He's either going to get fouled or he's going to try to score a bucket. And his, just the way he was able to control his body was impressive, especially at that size. Um, I, I think that time he had a trailer rebound on a fast break, he was calling for the ball. Then he wanted it. I mean, he wants the ball and I don't remember him being that aggressive about it last year. Um, that's a huge change. And then not, it's one thing to want the ball. And then it's another thing to do something with it when you get it. And so what we got to see last night was him just tear people up, honestly, um, to, to be able to make those kind of moves as a big man, as quick and decisive as, as he was able to move them was, was really impressive. Yeah. There was something, um, I, I don't have like a st- statistical measure for this, but there were, more than a few possessions where we had a big man or somebody with size down low with the ball that went up for a jump shot. I was like, dunk the ball. <laughs> Bacho had zero dunks. I'm like, dude, you were seven, like your eye level with the, the, the rim, man. Put your hands up, put the ball through the hoop. Let's go. Let's go the other direction. And we were going up for layups or jump shots. Like, oh man, you're there. You got size. You're you got the space to do it. Throw one down. I don't, I don't think. I don't, I don't, I don't like, think like there a was hammer. a dunk last night. Were there? No. And no. and and there probably were just a very small handful of like possessions or opportunities where I was like, dunk it, dunk it, dunk it, and it just. Alan didn't had a chance, but they fouled him hard enough, which is a feat in and of itself. Yeah. They they fouled the man hard enough where he couldn't complete the dunk, so they really got him. Um, and then he made those two free throws, but that Bacho was the only one I remember. I think there was one other guy that kind of, I can't remember which player it was cause I'm still learning the roster, but there was another player that kind of lost, he lost hold of the ball. I think he would have slammed it in, but yeah, I was expect, I was hoping maybe I was hoping for a, a dunk or two last night. I don't know, man. Cause, uh, and I only bring it up cause it, it felt like there were, there were times like that last year too. You're like, you had the ball down low with it, with the big dude and they, they just, for whatever reason, where it just felt like they were being taught not to dunk the ball. It's like, no man, just take the easy points, dunk it. And I'm not, I'm not asking for like a TJ Shannon. Oh sure, like slam. Like he had all kinds of highlights in their first game, which is awesome for him. Um, and I only say that because I, I think Rob retweeted a, like some highlight videos of, of some Shannon shots or dunks. Otherwise, I wouldn't have known because I didn't go seek it out. But I'm not looking for like runaway dunks and alley-oops and that kind of stuff. But like, if you're there, just go up with both hands, flush it. Let's go. You're looking for a respectable Tim Duncan one hander. That too. Just, just, to, <laughs> just to drop it in. <laughs> just, All right. Just hop in, drop it in and, and just, and just go back. Oh, I'd love to see, see some dunks coming up in this game on Thursday, the 10th next game, Texas 
Southern. They are 0-1 on the season. The game will be 7 p.m., a little earlier than, than Monday's game, ESPN+. Plus. I forgot what the Texas Southern mascot was. That's what the break was. They are 229th in Ken Palm. As a team, 256th in offense, 187 in defense, 18th in tempo. So this is going to be a team that's going to run. Haslametrics, though, has this as a quite comfortable 23-point victory for the Red Raiders, 81-58. to 58. Both of those numbers moved in Texas Tech's favor after the first game. It was an 80-59 to 59 game before Monday night, 81-58. So enough there for, for Haslametrics projections to to give Texas Tech two more points in this game. And then before we come back with your next episode, they will play on Monday, the 14th versus the Bulldogs of Louisiana Tech, who are currently want to know that game will be Monday night, the 14th, 7 p.m. also on ESPN+. Plus. If you don't have ESPN+, Plus, you're going to miss a lot of basketball games. So go ahead and connect that service. 140th are the Bulldogs in Ken Palm. 146th in offense, 147 in defense, and 128 in tempo. Hazometrics has this projected as a 15-point victory for your Red Raider, 78-63. to 63. Now, Michael, I want to talk about the rest of the Big 12. There were oh, some boy. surprises. Yes. And, and some not surprise, like Baylor defeating the absolute snot out of Mississippi Valley State by 70 or whatever that math works out to be is at 65, 117 to 53. Um, not surprising. West Virginia de- defeating Mount St. Mary's, 76-59. Iowa State defeated IUPUI. Is that a, like, are, are you supposed to pronounce that? Or is it just IUP- IUPUI? Well, okay, what's it stand for? I don't know, but it is an acronym because they're all capitalized. Going to Google it. Anyways, they beat the absolute snot out of them, eighty-eight to thirty-nine. Um, Indiana University. Wait a minute. UEP. Discover. Oh, hang, hang on. In, Indiana University, Purdue University, Indianapolis. <laughs> what? <laughs> Okay. Indiana University dash Purdue University, Indianapolis. How did two systems have a claim on a single school? I don't know. It's a it is a collaboration that offers undergraduate, graduate, and professional degrees from both universities. Maybe it's just like Indiana Purdue. Maybe that's what you would call it if you were just gonna say where you're going to school. Indiana, Purdue, Indianapolis. <laughs> Indiana. IUPUI. I don't know. I, either way. Wow. Cyclones. Sorry. Beat them Derailed. by 49, almost 50 points. Kansas defeated University of Nebraska at Omaha 89 to 64. Although there was a tweet that had that score inverted. I think it came from. Oh, no. <laughs> I, I, it was tweeted out from the University of Nebraska at Omaha, but it wasn't like a congratulatory, like, hey, we beat Kansas. Like it was one of those like when your team gets like onto the next one. Yeah, it was like Kansas wins eighty nine sixty four that type thing. Yeah. But it was like, yeah, it wasn't celebratory, but it was TCU. It is your birthday. Very nearly blew it 
to Arkansas Pine Bluff. I know we, we've talked about, and they probably are a lot better than this, this showing, but Arkansas Pine Bluff had the ball and the shot. They took the shot to win the game as time expired and bricked it. Oh my gosh. I didn't know it was that close. I, I mean, I see a one point game obviously, but I didn't so know TCU that. wins by one, but Arkansas Pine Bluff Ooh. had the ball and the shot that would have won it and just missed it. So TCU, uh, avoids the early season let down there. Um, Texas defeats UTEP 72 57 Oklahoma state defeated UT Arlington 77 66 Kansas state defeated the Vaqueros of UT RGV 93 to 59 Vaqueros. Excellent mascot. Love it. The one blemish on the big 12 record, Michael, the Sooners yes. lost a paid game to the Sam Houston state. What are they, Bobcats? The, the, the face you made. I want to think they're Cougars, but I think I've got Houston Cougars mixed up. Maybe they're Bobcats? Bearcats. Well, Bearcats. So OU was not... They were picked in the bottom half of the conference, right? Uh, but you still shouldn't be losing... I think they were like middle middle. You still shouldn't be losing to Sam Porter, Houston at home. Porter Mosier's is... Like, th- there was definite improvement in, like trending in the right direction for the Sooners. Um, and certainly a lot of energy and like, like you feel like you got the right guy at yeah. least last year. Um, but they, they also had the ball with the, the, the chance to take the, the win there, but they were at home. They lost to Sam Houston 52 to 51 or 51, to 52, however you want to read that. So, all right. That's the the rest of the Big 12. There were two games, though, Michael, for Texas Tech on Monday night. The Lady Raiders opened up their season at 530. You were at that game, correct? Yes. And you took your little one? Yes. Because it was a 530 tip. It was a 530 tip, so it was perfect to get her there, get get her to a game. Um, So the three of us went, and general admission still – still had excellent seats right behind the, the basket and just really enjoyed it. They, um, you know, a couple of things I just kind of wanted to point out was I, I'm not going to pretend like I'm a huge lady Raider expert. I am not. Uh, but, but there are a couple of players on these team on this team that I think are really going to be special. And one of them is a true freshman, Bailey Maupin, who I'd never really, you know, kept in touch with the program that much or anything. But, um, you know, last night in 17 minutes, she had 11 points. Uh, she was one for two from three. She was just three for six from and field goals in general. She's five ten, and super quick. She's really fast and just has a really pretty shot just for lack of a better way of saying it. Um, so really excited about her came in really highly touted recruit. I can see why I think she's, I think she had 17 in the exhibition game before this one. So, I mean, she's averaging, um, you know, like 15 points a game already two games in as a true freshman and she's not playing that much. So I don't know if I mentioned that, but she had 11 points in 17 minutes last night. So it's not like she was out on the floor a lot. She didn't start either but very effective when she comes in. So, you know, everybody keep your eye out on her. And then a couple of other players I I was really 
impressed with. Um, let's see, Katie Farrell, six one forward. She just kind of can do anything. Uh, she can rebound. She can shoot. She can play defense. Uh, she will fight for a ball and she'll probably win. So she's fun to watch. And then Jasmine Lewis had a great night last night. Um, she's a six, four center. She didn't play a lot of uh, minutes, but during those minutes, she made the, the best that she could out of them. Let's see. She had 19 minutes. Well, it's half the game, but uh, had 15 points and man, she almost had the double double. Didn't quite get it. Where are they? She had seven rebounds. So 15 points, seven rebounds on seven of nine shooting Spencer. She was not missing. So yeah, uh, just aside from, you know, the, the regular players that probably most people know, uh, you know, Gerlich's daughter at Bryn and, uh, I think McKenzie, you know, some of the other players, but those three are are the ones that really stuck out to me. And we just had a great time. Uh, I do want to slightly complain a little bit. I think I'm an old man now. Okay. What happened? The music is so dang loud. (laughs) Okay. My daughter was covering her ears. My wife was covering her ears at times and it just never stops. It never stops. Like it's, I, I don't remember it doing this in during the men's games. Maybe it does. But in the women's games, the second the ref blows that whistle, there's some super loud music playing until the clock starts again. And, and I, th- I swear it made one of our girls miss a free throw because they the uh, the uh, whistle went off and the music just went like crazy. They called the foul, completely drowned out the announcer all night. I never knew who fouled anyone unless I saw them do it and and I or if I saw the ref call the number the the music drowned out the announcer announcing the team like you couldn't hear him announce the starters all you heard was just super insanely loud music so I don't remember them like before every inbounds pass music before free throws music timeouts music okay timeouts I kind of get that's kind of normal um but man it was just so loud so I think Back to what I was sounding like an old man complaining about. They, I'm fairly certain that one of our players missed a free throw because it sounded like you were in the middle of a club <laughs> and then they bounced the ball to you and they could immediately drop the music and it's quiet as a tomb in there because it's usually quiet when the home team's shooting a free throw. It's not like people are going nuts anyway. And so then it, that's amplified and it was just deathly silent and she just bricked it and you're like that's what are you doing i thought you were on our team that's wild. i can't hear myself think like you know you want to turn you want to turn to the person next to you and go wow that was a great shot or wow what a what a good defensive play or or who is that foul on you know you can't do that unless you yell at them it was just wild and i don't remember it being quite that dramatic but despite all that we still had a great time and hopefully we'll get to go to a lot of those games because, you know, that's the kind of good and bad about having such a, a good men's team is tickets are more expensive. And, um, you, you know, these week games, it's hard to make with a little one. We just probably wouldn't ever be able to do it. So 
we're just we're going to focus on like as a family at least trying to go to as many lady raiders games as we can because the times kind of work out better too like sundays they play sunday afternoons and and different things like that so i will try to make make it to those as much as we can and because like i've said before on the podcast our life's pretty unpredictable so lately so i don't want to buy tickets for something three weeks from now knowing pretty damn well my kid will get strep throat for the fifth time and we can't go so that's not an exaggeration she's had it four times <sighs> that's rough man sorry to hear yeah that. yeah um yeah i i, I haven't been to a, a lady rating game in, in quite some time and the way you're describing it was like the constant noise kind of reminded me of like nba it was like no even that's not the same because they're like it's it's like just background done 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 uh, sure. done yeah. Done, done. <laughs> well, and they can play that type of stuff. Like the NBA is different. I think right. they can play some stuff during the actual gameplay. And But but this, if this guy could have, he would have. <laughs> Which I wonder if, like, it, if that's an operations thing or like if, if, if it was like, oh, hey, by the way, game one, we, we got to tune that bat down a little bit. I, I don't know. Well, we, we thought, you know, we got there kind of like 30 minutes early. So the girls were warming up. It was super loud then, and we were just kind of, I was hopeful, like, okay, well, they're just trying to get the girls pumped up, and, and then it'll kind of come back to normal levels. And no, I think it got louder. <laughs> I mean, I kid you, it was like concert level. I feel so old talking about this. But, you know, when when my five-year-old's also covering her ears, it's kind of like, okay, I don't think it's yeah. just me. <laughs> no, probably not. Well, I, I think we're, it's safe to say we're all excited about basketball season, men's and women's. I uh, got the first wins out of the way for both teams. Uh, upcoming schedule, plenty of opportunity for Texas Tech fans to, to take in some Red Raider, Lady Raider basketball here in town. Uh, conference season starts both right around New Year's. So get that, uh, get those tickets while you can because the conference schedule is going to definitely fill up a little bit oh yeah all right with that michael let's uh, let's get to what we learned and wrap this thing up what do you say oh yes what did we learn palmer i don't know sir i don't know either all right i don't know about you i kind of talked about a little earlier about finding something else to smoke i learned about this today so like if this is something you've known about for a while like well one shame on you for not sharing <laughs> but two just just bear with me i learned about pork wings today and no it's not an animal that has wings the buffalo wings don't they're not actually buffalo wings but learn about pork wings today and i am intrigued michael i want to try these this comes from um essentially like what was it like the shank of a pork leg uh the back leg um and it's essentially like like what you would think of like a, a chicken leg but much much bigger and it's something that you can uh, smoke up for tailgates or whatever. The guy I saw said it took about three and a half hours to do it. So obviously some, some prep work there. Um, but an alternative to, uh, to chicken wings, get pork wings, quite a bit more meat on these bones. Obviously you can get more, more flavor and more smoke on it. Michael, have you ever had pork wings? What, what do you know about these bad boys? I, I kind of forgot they existed. And the second I saw this photo, it reminded me back 40 grill in Lubbock does this. And my wife and I got that years ago. Cause we used to live really close to that, to that restaurant. And, um, 
they call them. I was looking up. I was looking it up on the menu. I think they called them something else then, but they're called redneck wings now. <laughs> okay. And it's pork shank fried to a golden brown and served with sriracha bourbon sauce. So it's an appetizer that they have there. And I remember we got it and uh, really enjoyed it. But for some reason in my head, all these years later, I've never thought to make it myself. And I think you're onto something because it was great. It was it was a completely different thing. You're like pork wings. What in the world? But, yeah, that's exactly what they sound. I mean, it's like pork drumsticks almost like yeah. you, you explained it perfectly. And they're very like pork is just so forgiving on its own. So, like you said, you could you can smoke it a little bit more than you would with chicken possibly. And, and you can use all sorts of different sauces and get some caramelization going. And, it, you know, you're not going to. Um, feel like you've overdone it just because chicken you kind of can with smoke you gotta be a little bit careful so i'm gonna be looking for these not in the grocery stores they'll probably never be there but in local butcher shop maybe red redder meats would would, would carry these with some uh some convincing i don't know why they wouldn't if they're if they're butchering animals there at the uh, not at the shop (laughs) um but they're on campus like you're not having to source this out anywhere but well, well, yeah, well, no free ads. If you want to try before you buy, you can head up to back 40 and at least, you know, and, and see, see what you think. Yeah, man. Well, I would love to try it. Uh, I saw this on a, I said a barbecue YouTube channel that I follow. I was like, all right, man, that, that sounds great. It, it was more of a, here's a new tailgate food to try. I was like, well, it's a little late for that, but <laughs> never too late. All right. So thanks for hanging with us on the uh, bonus episode this week, talking all about Texas Tech basketball. Excited to get this season rolling. Texas Tech 1-0 on the season. Games on Thursday and next Monday. For Michael, I'm Spencer. We'll catch you guys next time. Thank you for listening to the 23 Personnel Podcast. Help us out by subscribing, rating the show, and leaving a review. Follow us on Twitter at 23 Personnel, Spencer at Punt Suck, and Michael at Michael underscore LBK. Be sure to catch the next episode. And until then, guns up and let the tortillas fly. Look around. You can find cars like these on Auto Trader, like that car riding your tail. Or if you're tailgating right now, all those cars doubling as kitchens and living rooms are on Auto Trader too. Are you working out and listening to this ad at the same time? Well, multitasking pro, cars like the ones in the gym parking lot are for sale on Auto Trader. New cars, used cars, electric cars, maybe even flying cars. Okay, no flying cars, but as soon as they get invented, they'll be on Auto Trader. Just you wait. Auto Trader.